0: This is the Procedus Initiative. Welcome. I'm Chris Bean, and here with me is Chris Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. Hello, sir. Today we have two guests joining us. We have Ms. Lily Brooks. How good morning. Sure. Good evening. How are you? Hello.
1: <laughs> All that at once. I'm great.
0: One Thank of you. those is, is fitting, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. Kira Ramirez, how are you?
1: Good. I'll, mm-hmm.
0: I'll say, how are you? That That's sufficient.
1: Oh, yes. I-, I get less.
0: Um, good morning. Good evening. <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Salud. I should get one more now, though. You got to balance it out.
2: <laughs> what is as much as I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so today we're going to talk about time management. And by the way, this is taking a break from our discussion on the art of effective communication. And like I said, time management is such a important uh, skill. And I think that it deserves some time to to talk about. So, time management. Time management can be. Um, you know, about how we can be more productive, how we can reduce stress. And, you know, I think those are some of the good places to to start with. So I guess, what is Lily, what does uh, time management mean to you?
1: Um, the biggest aspect of time management for me is really just prioritizing. A lot of times, especially in job and work and family, balancing that you really have to prioritize what to spend your time on. And that can change throughout life and especially with different like activities, so you know, if you are someone who's very job oriented, but suddenly you have a child or you're doing more family stuff, you can prioritize more of that time versus a career.
0: And do you have like a like a set priorities or a way to establish those priorities, or they just kind of happen as they happen?
1: Uh, most recently, um, school I had a very tedious set of tasks, and I also was trying to balance. Um, learning an instrument. So I had to really balance what I was struggling with most in school versus what I wanted to achieve with my instrument as well as just personal time. So I think it's kind of a day-to-day basis. You really have to manage where you're at in your responsibilities, um, your service to others, but also your service to yourself and making sure that you are in a mental, emotional, and spiritual state to be able to complete all those tasks.
0: Okay. Okay. And and Kira, how about you? What is time management for you? Um,
2: I think that like for the majority of my life, I really sucked at managing time because that didn't matter apparently. I don't know. But now that I've like loaded a lot of like stuff onto myself and I have a lot of responsibilities now and I have like goals that I want to achieve, I think just making like the most of your time, making the most of the time that you have, making sure that, you know, every activity that you put yourself into, you do you know, like 100% or, you know, like you learn from all that you do.
0: And so really, it sounds like the more you add to your to your list, the more you add to yourself that you have to do or want to do, that means you have to prioritize your, your time better or differently because then you can get to those things. Whereas before, because you didn't have a lot of things on your on your list, sort of say, to do, your time management wasn't as good as it was or as it is now because you have more things to do. So even though you have more things, you're able to manage your time better now than you were before, yeah. which is interesting.
3: But I guess what I took away from that was more of like making sure you're doing something productive or, um, you know, something that's going to benefit you with your time. Would you agree with that as well? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think I mean, just from what you said, what I'm hearing too is like I said, it's quote unquote, you don't want to waste your time. You want to make sure that the time you you are doing things is productive and useful to you.
2: Yeah. yeah. Johnson.
0: And, and Mr. Kent, what about you? What is time management for you?
3: Yeah, it's kind of a mix of, of both. I like what you both said, and uh, they kind of go hand in hand for me, and, and things that I need to do and things that are good for me, I want to prioritize them to get them done first before I do things that are, you know, maybe more fun or or things that are, are for more enjoyment rather than things I need to do. And so, uh, you know, prioritizing things and making sure that my time is 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 productive and beneficial to me personally but I know we've talked about before as well as everyone always says that they ran out of time or they don't have enough time to do something well that's just not true you just didn't use the time you had to do the things you needed to do and so like I said a mixture of both prioritizing what's going to be really beneficial
0: for me I I suppose for me time management is making your schedule your calendar and then sticking to those things that you say that you commit to yourself that you're going to do and of course you know we've talked about life values before and trying to make time for each of those values or if you have goals try to set time for each of those in your daily practices and so it's kind of a a collection of different things but really i think the the calendar is the the source of time management at least for myself
1: Yeah. yeah
3: and and Of course, we're talking about it, I think, in a really broad sense, but time management can be broken down into many different parts, you know, time management in your job, time management with school, time management at your house, time management with your uh, friends or family or everything. So, you know, there's so a nuance and we could really kind of take a, a closer look at all of this, but just in general, I think that's kind of what we're talking about now is just doing those things as a whole, but then we can approach different areas of life in different ways as far as we, how we manage our time.
0: So I guess, you know, on, on that note, if you have, I guess that's where the priorities falls in, where you have different priorities and your priorities may change, not just dependent on the time of year, or time of month, but also the, the location that you're at, whether you're at home or school or work or whatever, your priorities would shift because of the influences or the pressures that you have that are dependent on where you are. Or your values at home versus your values at work, or wherever you are. And so, you're right. You know, it's not just, you know, time management. Okay, done. But it's time management while you're at work or at home or at school or whatever. And all of that is dependent on the priorities that you place on yourself or that are are, you know, are placed on you by your work or your school or or, or whoever. Um, so that's yeah, that's a, that's an interesting point to have, you know, that it's not just one time management isn't just one thing, but rather it's lots of small things in different areas. So, you know, I, I guess what what would be some effective time management things that you have if you have like a small tip that you use, let's say time management for for school?
1: What's the time management tip for school? Um, I heard in, I believe it was a TED Talk, and I could be misquoting this, but he said that many people... Overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. And I think what that set up for me it was just to be really realistic with how I'm spending my time. I can't go out and do something for more than the hours that are in a day. And on top of that, there are certain things that I would love to do with my time, but then I also have to uphold my responsibilities and obligations. So I think. For me, it was being really realistic with where I need to spend my time. So maybe I didn't want to study for a specific class, but I knew that I needed to. Um, And then also making sure that, like I said prior, that I was in a good mental, emotional, and physical state because I found trying to work so hard and use up all of my time was actually being counterproductive. So to make sure that you are always operating at like a 100% and fulfilling all your obligations first and your duties and responsibilities, then doing what you want to do, was really important for me to fit everything in.
0: Yeah, and I guess yeah, I haven't heard that the you said you can do more in a year than you think you can.
1: So most people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10.
0: Okay, I haven't heard that, but I've heard, I, I forget what the, what the actual principle is called, but you, basically humans are really bad at, You know, let's say I have a task to to build this chair that I have to put together. I think it's going to take ten minutes, and in reality, it takes thirty minutes because there is so many variables that I don't account for, and and that's just that's a random, you know, uh, instance of that. But you, when you are trying to think through a task, you standardly miss things, and so you think it's going to take substantially less time than it actually takes. And then, I guess the flip side of that is time um, work fills the time that it's allocated. That, that it's been allocated for. So if I have this chair, but if I have an hour to build it, it's going to take an hour. But if I had five minutes to build it, I could build it. Okay, maybe I couldn't do it in five minutes, but you know, maybe I could get some of it, most of it done, almost all the way. Maybe it would take 10 minutes to get it done, but not an hour. But beca- if I had an hour to fill that time, I w- it would take that time. So work expands to fill the time that is that is allocated for, which is interesting. Yeah. All right, Kira, what, what about what about you?
2: Um, I would say... Me personally, I really like using lists to, like, get through everything, especially because I'm really, like, forgetful about all the stuff I have to do, and I'm also a little paranoid of, like, not getting everything done. So lists really help me to get through all the stuff I have to do in a day, but I would say they can be a little dangerous at some times, because you don't want to, like, play Russian roulette with that, where you're so, like, fixated on crossing something off that you, like, sacrifice the quality of what it is that you're doing. And so I also think that like going into that, the ability like to make sacrifices that, oh, I didn't get to this thing this time. But when I focused on this for this amount of time, it was a lot better than I, if I, I cut
0: it off. I, I fully understand that. And my when I got married, my wife had to go on a trip somewhere. I said, give me a list of things that I want, you know, that you need me to get done. Like a honey do list. Yeah, exactly that. And she felt really silly about doing that. But I needed that list. So I knew specifically what I... I I don't want to fill in the blank and just make something up and just look at all these things I did and they were the wrong things. And so I needed... I wanted the list so that I knew specifically what to do. Um, And I guess... and and, here Have you ever done something that probably should have been on your list that wasn't on your list and then wrote it on your list just to cross it off? Yeah. Doesn't that feel good? Most
2: of the time, actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, Mr. Campbell, how about you? What do you think? Uh, You know, I think that...
3: It, it, hmm. I was trying to think about how to express what I'm feeling because I don't want to repeat both of you I think it's a lot of the same kind of things but I, I, I personally need to have a plan which kind of falls in line with being a list of like okay this is what I'm going to do and then I'll do this and I'll do this and do this and that comes in with prioritizing what I need to do and then having a list of what I need to do and be able to cross that off but you know sometimes you know, you get home when you look all around you and everywhere you look, there's something you have to do, or there's things that you can't even see, you know, you have to do that are kind of weighing down on you. But as soon as I can make a list and say, okay, I'm going to do this, and then this, and this, and this, and this, uh, being able to get those things done. But I think the problem in that is that I tend to not manage my time then, because then now I'm not worried about time. I'm worried about the list. And so, like we're talking about as well, I thought it would take me 15 minutes to do this. It takes me an hour. Well, I don't really care because I'm doing that thing. And by the time, I'm done. I realize, oh my gosh, an hour's passed, and I poorly managed my time. And so, having that list is important to me. I feel like, but I'm not necessarily the best at managing the time, making sure everything gets done. And so, I guess in this conversation, that doesn't really fit. But I think that's how I approach things. And so, maybe I need to do some work on some time management and how to effectively disperse my time between those things.
0: So, and and I think it's Jordan Peterson that says it. He says that to give yourself ten minutes and, and play a game and see how much you can get done inside of that ten minutes, which is which is a you know, the opposite kind of effect of, you know, I have ten minutes to do this and I think it's gonna take an hour. You know, it's it's the opposite of that. But give yourself ten minutes and okay, what can you actually get done in ten minutes? And it's it's often surprisingly more than you think you should have been able to get done in ten minutes because you it's a game which is really interesting and a complete opposite of, of how that normally works for people. Yeah.
3: But what, what happens when I I start a project? Ten minutes are done and I'm nowhere close to finishing the project. Do I just leave it there? It like depends. I'm back
0: to it later? Do I spend more time with it? It depends on how, what, what else you have to get done and how pressing are those other things compared to what you have now. I think the anxiety of knowing I had an unfinished project would would kill me. me. I, I mean, you have a house. How many unfinished projects do you have in your house? So right now? Yeah. Oh, countless okay
3: that, now they're all
0: piling into my brain yeah the list almost never goes away it you think you're like oh okay great yeah i got these things done and, and you're like okay i can breathe now but then something breaks or or then you you realize you, you you're like your vision will narrow to find the things it, it's it's never done there's always something to get done and so to have you know uh Unfinished project. Okay. The, you, inevitably, life is full of unfinished projects. They, they never go away. Does it feel good to be able to check those boxes and have those? Yeah, absolutely. Is it a terrible to leave an it into one where are like, oh man, 10 more minutes, I would have had this one done? Yeah. But it depends on what other pressing things are more urgent or how urgent those other things are. Can you spend the extra 10 minutes? I don't know. It depends. So, yeah. But yeah, anyways. um
3: No, it's interesting too because. I think often as well, we or I personally will have that list in, in my head and think, "Oh, I have to do all these this this many things," you know, and then I I might overestimate how long it will take. When really, like you just said, if I spend ten minutes doing it, I might be surprised by how much I actually got done. And so sometimes I think that the anxiety of that as well is like, well, you know, this is going to take fifty hours when really it might take thirty minutes. And so I won't even I won't even start it because I'm worried about it taking too long. But really what I need to do is just, you know, allot or schedule 10 minutes to try it out and then kind of go from there, you know.
0: And that's where most people are is they they have this big daunting or they think this big daunting task and they don't even try. Ah, oh, this is, I don't have, I don't have time to do this because it's going to take, and, and you you don't put any effort forth because it's going to take too long and you don't even know because you don't try. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um, So I guess on that note, what, um what would you say are some common challenges for time management
1: lily what do you think um one thing that i believe my grandmother said to me when i was younger was that i needed to quote carve out time for myself um and kind of along with what you were saying i might try to challenge myself to do something in 10 minutes but i'll realistically give myself 30. so let's say maybe it's a little bit over 10 minutes and I do 15 minutes of work I still have that like fallback time I think also being practical with it if I know that something is most likely going to be 30 minutes then I'll carve out 45 minutes um and two that gives me a little bit of time to know that I don't have to anxiously do all my work and speed through it but I can still challenge myself with how fast can I get this done and so I think a challenge for people is purely the mindset And I think we were talking about this, too, the other day, that when, you know, you have like this giant task, breaking it down into little pieces could help you. So maybe you do have an hour worth of work. Give yourself five minutes to work on it. And over time, that will become less. Or maybe it won't, but you'll still be five minutes ahead of it.
0: Well, I think that kind of sums up so far what we talked about is you have your list, and, and you think about all the different things you have to do for it, and you break them down into small, little, individual things. And then you could go a step further and say, okay, this one's going to take two minutes. This is going to take five minutes. This is going to take fifteen minutes. And then you, you know, then you allocate all of that time. And, and then, like you said, okay, I think this is going to take twenty-five minutes. And then you, okay, let's say twenty-five minutes is a little short, so let's realistically let's let's bump in an extra fifteen minutes to. And then you have this whole time, and they're all done step by step, and you can check them off as you go, and you have time. Uh, you know, allocations for each of them, and they're all the small little details. And the, the benefit to that is as you're thinking about it, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot I got to do this. And, oh, there's this part too. And, and you, those are things that you would have never inevitably came into contact with or been stumbling blocks along the way that would have added time into it. But because you're thinking about it and making that detailed list, you it's not that you're going through the, and doing the work, but you get to think about the work in that small little minute ways. Um, which again is like the, the connection of all the things we've talked about so far. Yeah. Kira, what do you think? What what are some what are some misconceptions or some some pitfalls to time management?
2: I think just like the use of free time, because I am naturally a pretty lazy person. I think everyone is everyone has their moments. But I've heard of many people say that like the best way to get something done is do it for like a small increment of time and then give yourself like a break like free time to play a game or do whatever and then get back on it i tried that and like the first day i did it i spent too much time on like my free time so i was like yeah that 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 can wait i can sacrifice that It's fine it was not fine
3: (laughs) (laughs) because you already done some of it so you started take a little break come back to it later
2: yeah but that break like it took Way too long, and then I forgot about what I was doing, and I moved on to something else. And it was an assignment that was due at eleven at night, and I was up at ten trying to finish it. Not my best work, but you know,
0: you you don't work super good under pressure.
2: I can. <laughs> well, it sounds I'm like more good. in that
3: case the the pressure wasn't pressure enough. You didn't you didn't hold yourself to a high enough. I don't want to say standard, but does that, does that make sense? Like, and I said, it's not that it wasn't pressure. You had pressure of getting the, the job done. However, it didn't, you weren't as worried about what happens if you didn't get it done or you didn't feel as pressured to get it done. Is that, would that be wrong? Would that be?
2: Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't think I like that teacher very much. Sure. <laughs> I <care> <laughs> See,
3: which is is not adding to the pressure, taking away from the pressure. Right. Because I don't care about this. It doesn't matter. So, I, I guess again to tie it back into something we've already talked about before that wasn't higher on your priority list you knew it needed to be but you didn't put it on your higher in your priority list doing something else was, was higher yeah. which I don't blame you for i would definitely guilty of the same thing more often than not but like trying to identify the, the challenge there is that it's probably why that happened which is also why my sink is full of dishes because I didn't prioritize
0: getting those done <laughs> so, so Mr. Kent what, what are some Poor management, poor time management, things that you have come across.
3: Uh, You know, I think that uh, um, sometimes I think um, one or two things is good enough. So, let's say, for example, my list has eight things on it, and then I get one or two of them done. I think to myself, "Okay, I did two things. I'm good to go. Good enough. That's all I needed to do." When in reality, I probably should be doing the other six things that are on there, and so maybe I reward myself too early or i i don't hold myself to that list that i made per se i just like i said it's good enough I did two of the eight projects in my house so good to go
0: and and you're okay in those instances with those unfinished product uh, uh, projects sure for the, the the time that i'm relaxing or, or taking a break because you're because you you're you're soaking in the wind of finishing whatever right,
3: yeah I and then i lay down and go to bed and i think oh man i really should have done those six other things huh so I think the the short-term gratification or the short-term relief uh, wins over when often I should be more focused on the long-term and actually the, the bigger
0: picture. I see. I think my time management pitfall is taking on too many things. And then I spread myself too thin and I, I, I say yes. I've, I've done better with this now, but I used to say yes all the time to people and I would sacrifice projects that I was doing. I would stop in the middle to go help somebody do whatever, and then I would get back to mine, and then I would, I'd get pulled into another direction all the time, helping other people, and then very rarely getting to do the things that I wanted or, or needed to get done. And since then, I have realized that that was an issue, so I say no much more often now. And sometimes I'll even say no and then kind of go back and reevaluate my List of priorities or my ongoing projects at the time, and actually, you know what? I think I can help you out with this. Doesn't happen all that often that I do that, but has happened. So my default is no, I can't help you. I'm sorry, <laughs> and then I get an opportunity to kind of second guess it and and actually think about it. And every once in a while, I'll go back. And actually, you don't. Yeah, I, I can sacrifice a little bit of time to help you, but that's my. I don't know if it's like a a people pleasing or uh, I want to be help. I don't know. I just, so, but anyways, I, that's my, that's my downfall is I will sacrifice my own work to help somebody else with their work. But I've gotten better. I say no all the time now. Yeah. I was going to say
3: that, I, I guess I had a question for you as well. It was, how do you kind of approach that situation? You know, how do you approach delegating your task or saying no to avoid kind of overcommitting yourself, but you answered and that's just your default. You just say no to everything and then yeah. you, you backtrack on it and say, oh, okay, yeah. maybe I can't do this, you know? Yeah. Right. And I know you and I have talked, this only sort of relates to it, but um, sometimes in those instances, um, you you said you don't know why you do that. I personally would think that, you know, if someone's asking for help, saying no would be admitting that I am not capable of doing it or that I am, you know, I'm not able to get those things done. And so I think it would be a a detriment to my self-image of saying like, oh, you know, I had to say no because I'm not good enough to do this thing or that thing which isn't the case you're overcommitting yourself and you're not managing your time well What's so happening but i think personally i'm that would be what, the one reason i would say no or i would say yes when i should be saying no is because i would think it would mean that i'm not as good as i think
0: or ho- i want to be like if a, that makes sense like a social pressure both from yourself and that other person that you're talking with
3: sure yeah i mean we've all been in situations too where we've wanted something from someone or needed something from them and They said no, and even though you should know better in your head, you're like, "Oh man, dang it, I hate you," but really, it's not their fault, you know. Maybe they're taking care of themselves or whatnot. So maybe it's some of that social pressure of wanting to avoid that from the other person or, or from yourself too. Sure, sure, yeah.
0: So we talked a little bit about you know having priorities and setting goals. Um, What what would your kind of process be to establish? those priorities. And we talked about, you know, those priorities can be different depending on where you are and the time of year or whatever, all the different variables. But um, what would you say would be some surefire ways to kind of set those up, uh, at least initially?
1: I would say a really important aspect of that is taking accountability for your time and respecting your time. If you think that your time is just something that you can, well, first something that you will always have, you're, fairly foolish and if you think that it's something that you can just wave around and kind of like you said before give to anybody you're going to end up in a lot of trouble so I think respecting it establishing that rule of respect with yourself and your own time will allow you to better prepare for things in your life and be self-oriented and you know be able to take care of your obligations but I think what I do specifically is I think week-to-week basis So I used to have a very strict list. I had to get everything done in a certain amount of time. And I found I kind of became a slave to my list. So then I figured if I see improvement while spending any amount of time in different aspects in a week, then this is a system that's working. And in a month, if I continue to improve, then so on and so forth. So I think setting up a list is important to make sure that your obligations are met, but also allowing yourself space and time to see your improvement and not give up immediately when I don't have time for all this or whatever other self-images might come in. Um, As well as when I do accomplish certain tasks, I always think, what if I can do one more? What if one more is like all I need to make it or something? And I give myself a lot of weird pep talks, but whatever works, I guess.
0: And so you will essentially have, like, a goal of the week, and you will set out, is it, like, one one goal every week? Does it change? Does it, it, after you accomplish that, is it a goal that you can achieve in the week? Like, I just...
1: Um, It's very day-to-day basis. So, currently, um, I play the cello, and I have a recital coming up, and I could not get this one passage of my music. Just could not get it. And actually, today was the first day I was able to play through it five times. So for me, that was, okay, if by next week I can get to play through it, no mistakes whatsoever, without having to work up to getting those five times, then that's some improvement. I don't sit down every day and be like, okay, I have to do this for an hour. If I get it in maybe 20 minutes, I was able to do it five times without any mistakes. I'll be like, hey, you can rest a little bit today. And then I spent more time studying uh, my French. So it's not necessarily one goal per week, but more as all my different aspects of life need to show some sort of growth. And let's say I grow tremendously with my cello, but something else in my life, or maybe I'm not spending as much time with my family, then the next week I will prioritize that. Be like, I need to spend time with my family. Cello can take a back seat.
0: See. seeing Okay. Okay. Kara, what do you think?
2: Um, I feel like it's like a completely plainly based on how I feel in that moment. Which I don't think is very smart or healthy, but it's worked thus far.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So, you, so you you can switch the priority from from moment to moment or day to day, and just kind of where you see fit. You 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 plug into this or do this or or you know whatever it is to, based on how you're feeling at that time.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like her system, but instead of like weekly, it's like hourly.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And um have have you seen benefit from changing it hourly?
2: Kind of. Okay. A little bit. Uh I have nothing else to compare it to, so I I say yeah. But if I change it up and I realize that like something's something else, maybe maybe if I like start doing weekly and that's better than
0: but so so you'd go by hourly and that's all by feel? Which is, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that that's a wrong thing. I think changing it by feel that means you have to be in tune with your feelings and kind of what's going on around you as you're being able to shift your focus or the priorities um, as you go. Right? I mean, am I am I am I thinking too much on that?
2: No, I, yeah, I'd say that's pretty fair.
0: Okay, okay, Mr. Ken, how about you?
3: You know, I. Uh, not to bring it too off the rails but i think a lot of it comes down to as we said so many times on this podcast specifically about the values in your life and and kind of what makes you happy and so i think i tend to uh, make my schedule or shift my goals basing on based on how i feel and what i think will make me happier so for example if you know i Uh, don't get anything done. I sit around and play video games all day and then I find myself being very sad and and unfulfilled by my life. Okay. Maybe I need to reset my value and what's actually important to me and take a look at my, my, my goals to try to get myself out of that position. So instead of wasting all my time and doing nothing, I set some goals and some things and, and make my schedule to help me take steps toward being happier. And so, Within that, I'm having a prioritized, prioritized list. I'm also basing it off of my feelings of, you know, I'm going to do this so that I can feel better. And not because I'm I'm going to do this because I have to do this. I'm going to do this because if I do this, I'll I'll be a mega millionaire or whatever, you know. I, I'm basing my schedule and planning my time out and things that I know will bring me into a, a better a mood or state of being, if that can make sense. And so um, that can look different at any point in time for an undetermined amount of time Um, but i think personally you know i try to stay in touch with the feelings that the try to stay in touch with my feelings and then do things that i know will help to either change that feeling or maintain it or completely turn it around again depending on what i what i find when when i look inward
0: okay so you guys both said by by feelings that's interesting yeah yeah interesting um, I I think you're my, just you're just a machine,
3: you're just a robot. <laughs> I I
0: I think for myself, um, I set my list of priorities based off of my value system, and I let that value system kind of be my guide. And every once in a while, I will have to adjust and and change it. But I mean, essentially, most days I do the same thing. I have I uh, basically a set schedule. I mean, humans are already uh, very much habit forming creatures and so we do the same thing every single day at this time all the time just because that's how we are but i think that for myself that's where my priorities are because my schedule is based off of my values and my values are based off of me my that process that i went through for myself and so uh yeah i mean I, we talked about these before and so that that kind of informs where i'm at on those things um, I know we talked with Jocelyn about adding the why to those specific calendar events, and I have not done that yet. Um, and I think for myself, instead of just adding the why, I might add like a like a different calendar, like in Google Calendar, you can have however many different calendars, and they can be color coded. And so I think I would put my maybe like my list of core values on there, and then color co- color coordinate those and then each of my calendar events would be color coordinated based off of my values which would be the why that was kind of built into those um i've been trying to work out how that system would actually work since our talk with with jocelyn um but yeah anyway so my my that's how that's how that system works for me is i, I set my priorities based off of my my values yeah how do you balance the demands of personal life work other commitments to manage your time effectively.
2: I think I also kind of going into like how you feel. <laughs> whatever I think like seems best, or whatever I prioritize in that moment is how I would balance all of that.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Fair. I think I very much also use value systems, um, as well as evaluating. My performance in the week, I guess, would be how I word it, is how I can understand how I can function more efficiently and better in the future. So if I find maybe I waste a little bit too much time in one week, I will try to create a system of efficiency for the next week and then continue on that way. And like I said before, if one thing is growing a little bit too much and the other thing is suffering for it and I'm not willing to make that sacrifice, then I will prioritize that as well.
0: So then you essentially you test, you iterate, and then test and and, and so on. Yes. Mm, I see. Yes. I fact, like there's two distinct sides of the room right now. <laughs> okay,
3: you two are systematic and then us two are not as much systematic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, what time management strategies have you found to be the most helpful in increasing your productivity lists lists yeah and and then making that list and like like we talked about making that as detailed as you possibly can to kind of think out the the things that inevitably will happen as you're doing whatever the project is and and we've talked about way back when but projects are a lists a project includes many tasks that are connected together to achieve whatever the goal is just to kind of define what a project is. your own yeah. definition of a project yes yeah yes Lily what do you think
1: um I think again I would just say my value system I always can fall back on that um yeah
3: okay well I mean you mentioned one earlier where you, you talked about you know spending a little bit of time on something and then see what you can get done in that. I think that's a effective. Well,
1: strategy. I used to be a really, really bad procrastinator. And I had a professor tell me um, that I should stop punishing myself for it and use it as like a superpower. And that's kind of where timing myself came in, like how fast can I do this and under pressure. And eventually it just evolved to me putting unexistent pressure on myself, which then evolved into me giving myself like pep talks. I'll just, like, write an essay and see. like, I can get this done in five minutes. See, I, like, I, would, I have two weeks to do it, but I would just, like, play the Mario music <laughs> or,
2: like, the Doomslayer songs, and I would get that done in an hour.
3: Okay, I still feel the divide in the room. You know? <laughs> okay.
0: Well, this will be a good one. Okay, ready? How do you deal with unexpected interruptions or changes or challenges, rather, to your schedule? Or to your productivity time.
2: Pretend it doesn't happen until it's too late, <laughs> and then, like, do whatever I can to to so get le- it
0: done. So, okay, so I'm gonna give you uh, a scenario. You're working on a paper, and then you realize that you overlooked an email that said that instead of the paper being due. Let's see. It, it, while you're working on a paper, you you realize you overlooked an email that says you have a assignment that is due for another class in an hour because that's unexpected and it's different than what you're doing right now
2: i would no i don't, I would, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no i don't you don't hey you don't dictate that my time Yeah, i would probably just like in my head real quick be like how fast can i get this done if i can't can i just plead to the the teacher or whoever sent that email Insidious, my circumstance
1: said, no,
2: i did see it my my computer was just it's broken. My email system doesn't work. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Unexpected interruptions to your time management system.
1: Like I said before, I carve out time. So I do give myself some time to allow things to happen. Um, especially in our household, I think we have a very dynamic set of human beings. And a lot of random things happen, not necessarily bad, but definitely unexpected. And I think growing up with the people I have grown up with, very chaotic fellows, I guess would be a good way to explain it. I just kind of grew up conditioned to be able to stay on track while managing other people. Um. Yeah. Well,
3: that was a roundabout way of saying nothing surprises you.
1: <laughs> no I I am definitely surprised and astonished um but that I reaction is just, just oh wow and then you yeah I it. give myself 3 seconds and I'm like okay
0: <laughs> oh, or, or it sounds I I get picked up from that that you delegate things to people
1: occasionally yeah, yes okay. which actually I think is funny with like the whole divide because I think between the two of us I'm the more like feeling I just suppress it sure <laughs> yeah to <totally. laughs> <laughs>
0: Keep the lid on the bottom. Like I'm just a robot. Like a
1: robot.
0: I tell you what I do, I
1: get
3: really irrationally upset about whatever thing derailed my plans. And the whole time I'm doing whatever I'm supposed to be doing, I'm just humming and hawing and huffing and puffing and and furious about. fully aware that it's irrational and, and, and silly of me to be so upset about it. However, it makes me feel better.
2: I remember I had like a talk with you once. I was like oh my god I can't I can't believe I I forgot what happened but it was something completely out of the ordinary that I really hate and I was like I know I'm like I'm not acting correct right now but I just I hate this so much (laughs) therefore I can't help you clean
1: no I think and we did have that talk because I used to be very much so the same way Mm -hmm. but I think it was either Jordan Peterson or my father one of the two um but I had listened to them talk for a while, and then I just realized that it wasn't something that mattered. I had to evaluate whether, this is sound really bad, but whether, like, my feelings mattered in that area. Because, number one, it, if it happened, it happened. Mm-hmm. Number two, I don't value my feelings more than growth in any aspect. So I really had to, which, again, it sounds bad, and I do think you need to have a lot of personal control for that. But I am a very, very deeply feeling person. Um, cry more times than I'd like to admit, but I have to evaluate whether or not that is important.
3: Okay.
0: All right. Ha- have you ever experienced burnout due to poor time management? And if so, what do you do to recover?
2: Definitely have experienced burnout. I think I was in a little bit of denial. So I was just like, "I'm I'm too good for that. I was not. But I'm still kind of figuring out a way to like either get over that hurdle or just erase it entirely. But slow slowly but steadily it's it's kinda of moving along. I've used a bunch of different stuff to help me though.
3: I think personally too, I I know where you're coming from. And at a certain point, it sounds silly to say, but it almost is like this. And just one day I I wake up and I said, you know what? I'm just I'm over this. I'm tired of feeling this way. I'm I'm so sick of this. And then I just, I feel the motivation or the the drive to change something about it. But, you know, I we did a whole episode on burnout. And as I said before, I just, sometimes I just sit in that feeling for so long because I I don't want to do anything about it. I don't know what to do or it doesn't seem like it, you know, there's anything I can do until one day I just wake up and it's like, you know what, this is dumb. I want to be completely different. And then I completely change everything. I don't know if you feel the same way too, but, you know, I, I very much am not like, have to do something about this right now. I'm just kind of like, you know what? This is where I'm at right now. Just will be for a little bit. And then one day it'll straighten itself out. And I don't think everyone feels that way, but I, I don't know if you could really.
2: I like to like sit in a little puddle of sorrow for a few seconds
1: <laughs> and be like, it's all good. There you go. It's all right. Yeah. Um, I have experienced burnout. Um, I think in some aspects I still am. But one thing that always resonated with me was my father telling me to take your moment, but just a moment. And that kind of goes with what I said earlier, that trying to push myself so much and spread myself over so many things is counterproductive. So I think just evaluating what I needed when I needed it allowed me to kind of push through that burnout. Um, I think for me specifically, I was trying to get, I was trying to survive on like six hours of sleep, which most people are like, oh, wow, I wish I could get six hours. But over time for me, it ended up being really um, counterproductive to all my tasks, as well as just making sure that, hey, maybe I am just really tired today emotionally. So uh, communicating that with people around me. I think one day I told Kiki, I was like, I love you. Do not mess with me today. Like, do not. Because we tease each other so many times. But evaluating yourself helps you get through burnout and then to avoid it in the future is just making sure that you don't let yourself get to a point where you just cannot anymore and communicating with others and allowing others to help you can also lighten that load in some aspects
0: so then you're i mean not relying, but you allow others to say hey you know to kind of prompt the question are you getting burnt out or mm-hmm. give you that opportunity to reflect to see if you are, and then to do something about it. Which, of course, the first, at least for me, is denial. No, I'm fine. Leave yep. me alone. Um, and then, and then you, you can kind of second guess and then think, Oh, actually, yeah, maybe they're, Actually, that's probably right. Yeah.
1: Well, I I did approach it initially with denial, but then it was like one day I just just couldn't. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like what you said. I'm like, I'm just so tired of this, and nothing was helping me. My caffeine addiction was not good. E, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah.
0: We talked about saying no already, but I mean really saying no is 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 stopping yourself from from overcommitting and I, I for me that was my that was my thing is is I was realizing that I because I was saying yes to everybody, I was getting burnt out because I was getting all of their things done, which is great for them, but I wasn't getting anything done for myself. And so I just I, my default is no. I can't help you. I'm sorry and then I have an opportunity to reevaluate that if that actually does happen. Um, all right, last last question. What are some time-wasting habits you've identified in your life, and how do you deal with those or manage those or address those? Or if you haven't yet, how do you plan to? Uh, good.
2: Um, definitely, like, my free time and how much I want to just, like, relax because I think we all kind of chase, like, that feeling of completing the whole list, completing all of your tasks, you know, and you want that like, that rewarding feeling, I guess.
3: It, it feels better to do something and then relax. And does it just relax? Could you have that, like you said, when I was talking earlier, that high of like, man, I did this one thing. Now I can reward myself
0: too. It's a, it's a dopamine yeah. rush. You mm-hmm. get to check that box. Yes. Feels good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think for me, I would stay up really late, just like scrolling on my phone. Because, one, I didn't want my free time to end, and two, I didn't want the next day to start because that just meant more, like, tasks and stuff. So I feel like you really have to, like, get yourself in a good headspace to deal with all of that.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: I think personally, um, or at least recently, I have been spending so much time on my phone, but I think a lot of that is I have more free time So for me to try to get over that, I'm trying to give myself, like, useful hobbies um, or just picking up old hobbies. But like you said before, the dopamine, I've been researching a lot. The, like, scrolling effect is constant gratification over and over again. So I think exercising some discipline and putting that down for a while, and I know it's, like, really cliche, but reading a book genuinely, you know, getting off the screen can help a lot with that.
0: Um I mean, for for me, he's he's chuckling over there. For me, nine times out of ten, nine days out of ten, I don't have my phone with me. I leave my phone at my house because then I don't have that urge to stand in the grocery line and pick up my phone and scroll through my phone. And so I can, oddly, oddly enough, it, it's 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 kind of funny to me. I look around and I see everybody else on their phone, which is it's a weird space to be in. Like I'm the one person who is awake, and everybody else is, is zombies on. There. I just I don't. know, It's just a weird. I don't know. And then,
3: and then you sound like the grandma at the cashier, and you're like, "Man, everyone's got their nose in their phone these days. No one's paying attention."
0: Well, I, I, I was on my way home tonight, and I'm, I'm watching people drive, and they're just, they're just, they're not looking at their at the at the road. They're just on their phone, and they're going through the motions of driving or, or life in general, um, because they're living life, you know, through their phone, or they're holding their phone and they're living life on their phone, and then life is happening around them. And so I just try to. Put my, phone. I mean, I'm I I can be called because I have my, my watch can I accept phone calls and text messages, so I'm not off the grid. I just don't have my phone, and on top of that, I also don't have any social media on my phone because I don't have any social media, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. By the way, like and subscribe to us on. <laughs> <laughs> on on all of those platforms, so we are stupid. we are on there. You you can find he, us on there. He won't see it, but I'll see it. <laughs> yes, I, I I I will not see it, but Mr. Ken sure will. He is the social media manager for for our podcast. Um, yeah, I just I I, I leave my phone at home. I, my phone is a and I again we've talked about this before. I would like to do a whole episode or maybe a whole series of episodes on setting up your electronic devices to to be productive or to help them help. To have them help you to be more productive as opposed to less productive as they are for most people. Um, but my, my, my phone is a tool that I use in certain instances, like if I need a camera, I have my phone. If I'm going to go somewhere with my kids and I might need a camera, I bring my phone. Um, my, my other device is my iPad and I bring that with me everywhere. Um, but that's a tool that I use for for reading or for studying or learning, whatever. Um, taking notes, it, it just, yeah, anyways, so I combat that by leaving my phone in my house. In fact, I I, I was a Apple or I was an Android user and I switched to Apple so that I could get the Apple watch so that I could leave my phone at my house. as weird as that sounds. I, I switched phones so that I could not carry my phone with me anymore. How about but, you? so but
3: I okay. guess that begs the question. There probably is still something that you do that waste your time. Oh sure, what yeah. do you think that is for you? That it's not your phone in this case.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm, what is it for you? I'm. I'm. Does YouTube count as a uh, social media? Yes,
2: I don't yes. think it does. Yeah, the uh, comment uh, section. Those are. Crazy. I guess it, I it depends
3: reason. on how you interact with it.
0: Yeah, I don't it mean, could be a tool or so, a resource, or could, so. Yeah, my the way I I waste time, sort of say, is I'm I am on YouTube a lot to watch videos about from jordan peterson or or is that a waste of time well
1: I, well that's what i learning. was referring to
0: I, i'm i am learning oh, okay is it things i need to do no uh sure. that's my like my go-to thing to I, I mean not waste time but i'm learning i'm using it as a tool but i it's i guess it depends yeah. on how we identify wasting time or what you consider wasting time yeah i mean i i don't because i would consider watching
3: an educational video like that, a waste of time. But maybe it's not what you had planned to do, or scheduled to do, or should have been doing. Fair. Which is deterring from the yes, the plan.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't play video games hardly ever at all. Um, very, very small smid bits, bits of time. Um, I don't have any social media. I, I yeah. So my time waste are, are those things. But because I I have my because YouTube algorithm is so good. That it, it tells it shows you things that you like, and so all of the, all of my YouTube is is stuff like like that. It's educational videos, and I'm watching those things and and interacting with those probably more often than I should. Maybe I should stop doing that and actually put some of those things into practice, and I would that's, be better off for that. That's funny though because
3: I go on YouTube and I see a video that's thirty minutes long. And I think, oh my gosh, I can't spend thirty minutes watching that. You don't have to just two times it. Uh, two times every. My brain doesn't work that fast. You can like scroll for like two hours. I, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm not scrolling, but I I I'm the I said I play video games all the time. I play video games for hours. I can do that for six hours, but I can't watch a, I can't watch what twelve half hour YouTube videos. Which on paper, is a lot better than playing six hours of video games. But it's easier for me to sit there and mindlessly do that one thing than to do small other things, which was what I said earlier too is you know sometimes I think oh man it's gonna take me 30 minutes to do all these dishes I just won't do them or you know I, I don't start it because I'm afraid of how long it might take and so I think personally something that stops me a lot is just doing something that I need to do or something that could be beneficial because I, I'm afraid that or not a worry I don't know what it is like afraid or worried or I don't know I don't I don't like the feeling of wasting quote unquote time even though I would rather waste time than
0: do to play a video game and to do that. It doesn't feel the same though. So so for me, how you talk about how does that waste time for me. For me, so if I'm gonna do the dishes or, or fold laundry or something, I'll spend five or eight, ten minutes on my on my iPad or something to find the video that I'm gonna watch while I'm folding clothes. And then I'll fold clothes and watch the video or listen to the video at the same time. But I'll spend, you know, X number of time beforehand. To set that up correctly, and then I'll I'll do whatever it is the task is.
3: Yeah, but I can't wash dishes and
0: play video games at the same time. No, but I can wash dishes and listen to Andrew Huberman at the same time.
1: I mean, you can watch other people play video. Yes. video. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah.
1: I mean, also though, just for context, we listen to this podcast while doing our laundry. Awesome. Did we have? Yeah.
0: Do you listen at two times speed? No, no, <laughs> really. I listen to everything at two times speed. Sometimes I and watch. Yeah, I listen and watch everything two times. Sometimes like I'll have YouTube on my TV and I'll I'll, I'll be done with it, and somebody will come in and my like my kid will turn in like, why? What is going on? Where is where? <laughs> everybody's moving and, and, and talking really fast? Um, I I'd stop it two times because that's as fast as YouTube lets you go. I probably could go faster, but
3: yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I I listen to podcasts while doing other things, or you know, here and there and whatnot. I'm not saying I don't do that. Now I got to defend myself. I really shouldn't have to defend myself. It's just maybe I'm self-conscious about it. But I think speaking of time wasters, that's you know that's what stops me is I'm afraid of committing the time to something that I need to or should commit the time
0: to. See, for, I really like the idea of playing video games. I just I, and I have never been. Well, do you have the opposite thing of that where you'll play video games for half an hour and you're like, man, I just spent half
3: an hour when I could have been doing yes. X, Y, or Z? You think for yes. half an hour?
0: Yeah. Also, I, I'm really terrible at video games, and so I get tired of dying over and over again.
2: I don't know. You kick my butt at Street Fighter. He's had years of experience in the.
0: Okay, but okay, but and how long have me and you sat down at one given time to play Street Fighter? At one given time, yeah, maybe two hours tops. <laughs> sure, yes, right. That that's I'm like. But see, there's also another
3: layer to that though, because you and I are sitting there
0: socializing while we're playing. While, while we're, we're yeah. sure.
3: This so we could I we should, should do this podcast topic, while we're playing Street Fighter. I think we should fold our laundry.
0: Well, we record this podcast.
2: No, Subway Surfer. That's the best. <laughs> that you saying? Subway Surfer. Do you know what that is?
0: Subway Surfer. Oh, you're the little guy and he jumps back and forth. Okay, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: My kid was playing that earlier at gymnastics. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I like the idea of playing video games, but I just, I, I don't know. Sure. I, I can't will myself to sit down and die over and over <laughs> again. Uh, just get better in the game to to just get better just get
1: better well i think that can go back to like value systems though too like if you value the time with your video game versus you would value what you're doing i guess i don't you are playing a video game so what you're doing isn't necessarily the right term but
2: well i mean it can
1: be valuable yeah that's my point is you value it
3: sure yeah i mean you can learn something from some of them and 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 kind of we talked about earlier i'd I enjoy it, and so I would I would spend time doing that because something I enjoy. Where you enjoy watching a video
0: at two times speed? I would I would rather at not at two times speed, but I would rather watch somebody play a video game than play a video game. But I, I again yeah, I couldn't do that for sure for very long. At, right. Maybe maybe over a length of time, twenty minutes at a time over a month. Okay, fine, but not mm-hmm. you know all of that time bulked together. Sure. Well, I mean it's just. I know people that sit
3: down for six or eight hours and read read books for six or... I couldn't do that for six or eight hours. We, My mind would melt. What
2: I do? What I use specifically?
3: I couldn't do that. Sure. But it's... I mean, it, it's, that's how I maybe justify it is the correct word that I don't want to use, but that's how I justify it and someone else is doing something else. But then again, is that more beneficial than what I'm doing?
0: I suppose it, it depends on the value, the the benefit that you get out of... Sure. And What does it do for you personally? well time management
3: time management which we did poorly in considering <laughs> we've gone twice as long as we thought we would
0: that's okay and to be fair we probably could do a whole other series or, or handful of episodes on time management I think we I think we just scratched the surface of, of what time management is or some some can usefulness I, of can I still check it off my list to get that little dopamine rush you can and I not only can you check it off the list you can add a couple more that we'll check off eventually those will be unfinished projects, I know. Great. Perfect. But, but they're on there, and eventually we'll check them off.
3: I'll put it in my calendar.
0: Schedule yes, it. Up. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, time management, again, we, we scratched the surface. I'm sure there's a huge number of things that we could dive into to explore time management a little bit further. This is our first touch on it. Very likely we will come back to time management sometime in the future. Um, Ladies, thank you for...
3: Joining Thank you us, for Kira. Us. I feel so much closer to you now, knowing that we think the same. Lillian, I respect them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow.
2: <Well, laughs> okay. Nice
0: this, this, said. do you, um, yeah, it's interesting. We have two different sides, and you guys sat on that side, and we sat on this side. And we are, yes. We Kira and I are
3: in the same of the room,
0: and you guys are in this. And
1: we had this talk prior. Yeah, we did because it, it's just like seeing us. I see. Seeing you two interact is just. It's just me and you,
0: yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
3: Well, I guess we'll have to have you back to do this again. This
2: was fun, yes. Yeah, totally.
0: Until next time, be prestigious.